you're listening to Coffee Talk with Father Brad. Conversion is a mystery, on one hand, super personal. On the other hand, it, it never happens completely separate from those around us, our family, friends, community. That means it's up to us to cooperate with other people's conversions. Even though we're not responsible for them, we still are cooperating with them or we're being a part of them. As Catholics, we find it hard to do. Maybe that's one of the ways that our Protestant brothers and sisters beat us. And their willingness to evangelize, their willingness to cooperate with other people's conversions. As Catholics, sometimes we can be scared, standoffish, a little shy about our faith. But it's still a command. God says, go to the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's the Great Commission, Matthew. The end of Matthew, I think it's 28, chapter 28. How do we walk with people? Today's homily will tell the stories of three different people and their conversions to the church, to Christ's church, and what those around them did to help them. First, so all these people died Catholics. Buffalo Bill Cody. You know who Buffalo Bill Cody is? Wild Bill. He died a Catholic. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't until this past week when I searched famous conversions to Catholicism on Google. Buffalo Bill Cody was a frontiersman who traveled the country and even traveled Europe in the mid-1800s, showing the world the culture of the Wild West of America. He was world-famous, very talented, and he died a Catholic even though he, did, he wasn't born a Catholic. Why? How, how did this come about? Well, in his particular circumstance, he was traveling in some parts of his show and in one point of his life with Chief Sitting Bull, one of his fellow entertainers. And he was a Catholic convert because of the Jesuits, the missionaries to the Sioux Indians. You know, Bill Cody respected the chief a lot. They had many conversations throughout their performances together. In the end, they eventually separated. They went their separate ways. But Bill Cody never forgot his friend. And the example his friend set, just living his faith. When Bill lied dying in his bed, he called for a priest. He told the priest, I've always believed in God, but I desire to die as a Catholic. He was received into the church and received the sacraments. So what example do we find in this story? It was a mere just life example of sitting bull that affected Bill Cody. No real preaching was necessary. Putting your faith first and prominent in conversation, not being ashamed. Living your life as a Christian is a great evangelization tool. Sometimes, sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes we don't really need to do much. Except be clear about who we are and what we believe and the way we live our life. If we garner respect, see, Bill respected Sitting Bull. And so be someone who someone admires and be a Catholic. And then maybe one day they'll come into the church. Okay, secondly, 
Augustine of Hippo, St. Augustine. Well, he's a saint, so eventually it ends well. But it started off, he was born in the 4th century in North Africa. Now, North Africa at the time was actually really Catholic because they didn't have Islam yet, and so there was all these dioceses in, the, in North Africa. His mother was Catholic, but his father was a pagan who eventually converted on his deathbed, but he taught him, uh, Augustine's father, taught him to care about pleasures more than devotion. So faithful mother, pagan father. This is, this is North Africa, not Vashri, okay? Don't get it confused. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Look, okay, calm down. All the guy, not, not one guy's smiling right now. Okay. St. Augustine was a, a Manichaean heretic, which meant he actually believed um, that the body and the soul were two separate realities, um, and so you could do whatever with your body you wanted because your soul was good, and at the end of your life you'd die and your soul would go to heaven, and it didn't matter what you did with your body. It's kind of convenient philosophy. <laughs> he was a Manichaean heretic. He was rich, educated. He was a womanizer. Even had a child out of wedlock. Deodatus is his name. He moved to Rome eventually and then to Milan as a teacher. Not married. When he was 32, Augustine, while teaching, would attend the masses of a bishop and was astounded by his brilliance and the way he explained the faith. And his bishop was St. Ambrose. He eventually converted to the faith and became one of the greatest theologians in the history of church. Like everybody, no matter if you're Catholic or Protestant or whatever, we all look back to St. Augustine and we're like, whoa, that dude was important. And it was for a couple of reasons. One, St. Monica's constant prayer. So his mother, constant prayer. If we have people who are out away from the church, obviously prayer is important. But a second reason is St. Ambrose, who was a philosopher, a theologian, a brilliant man. See, St. Augustine needed a brilliant person who could explain the faith in order to get him back. Different people need different things. Are we ready to be an Ambrose for an Augustine? Are we ready to have reasons for our faith and be able to explain it when people ask? It's a good examine right now. Like, could we answer to Augustine, a brilliant pagan, a really smart person, could we, to the best of our abilities, say, this is what I believe? Augustine needed Ambrose. Can we be in an Ambrose for Augustine? And the last person I want to put before you as, as an example of a great convert is Norma McCorvey. Norma McCorvey was born in Louisiana. She eventually moved to Texas. And she was the plaintiff in the Roe versus Wade court decision. Okay, Roe versus Wade is the Supreme Court decision of legalizing abortion. She was Jane Roe, Norma McCorvey. Now, Norma obviously was pro choice at that time. She actually never had an abortion because it wasn't legal until after she had her child. But Norma would continue to be outspoken for the cause of abortion. And she worked at a, 
at an abortion clinic in Dallas. She was somebody who you would think was so far away. How is this person ever going to be Christian, much less Catholic? And so many people hated her. So many people threw her name under the mud, into the mud. And so many people tried to convert her through a lot of different ways, you know, yelling, argumentation, scare tactics. You know what converted Norma McCorvey? Two little kids. Two little kids. Little kids that their parents would bring them to the abortion clinic just to peacefully pray and talk to people. And they, they were really polite. You know, one of them went up and said, Miss Norma, would you want to come to church with us? She goes, yeah. She didn't respond to everyone else. She didn't respond to the picket signs and the yells and the name calling. Norma Corvey became, she was baptized because a little girl said, would you come to my church? And she saw the example. She saw the joy that she was missing and she desired in these little girls and their parents in the church. She actually eventually came into the Catholic church. Jane Roe died a Catholic only a few years ago. Nobody's beyond redemption. Nobody is beyond coming back to God, coming back to the truth, no matter how far we think they are. But it takes our cooperation. It takes our example in our own life. It takes maybe some, uh, some reasoning behind why we believe, like the Ambrose thing. But ultimately, it takes our charity, the little girl, right? The example of her family in the church. When, when Norma went to church with them, they were attractive. They went to church and they walked in and, and, and she was like, I want to be like these people. These people, they're pretty cool. They're nice. They look like they're having fun. Do we look like we're having fun? Right now you do, you're smiling a little bit. But it's all, I have to, I have to check myself too, right? I have to check myself. This is Leitare Sunday. This is the joy Sunday during Lent. And the most effective tool, I think, right now in the church is going to be joy. It's going to be joy. Are we people that people want to be like? Are we people that people want to be like? Because that's what we need. If we're going to cooperate with other people's conversion, we need to live our faith and example and have reason for our belief. But to ultimately have joy so we can attract and not push away like the, the older brother who's just angry, just sad and angry. No one wants to be like the older brother. We need to be like the father. Hey, let's party. Let's throw a party. Let's throw a koshaw. Let's get excited. People are coming back.